When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that puts the uh, in love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put it all the way in there. You didn't like that so much. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Declutter. We're going to talk about decluttering. If At first you don't declutter, reclutter, and then declutter all over again. Yeah. Uh, you voted on it. You wanted to talk about it. So we're going to talk about it. And yeah. there's some gay shit about it. And we'll do that too. There's definitely but, some gay shit about it. But, but first, but I wanted first. to give a quick update. Uh, people have sent in some of their gay uh, champagne related songs. Um, so I wanted to mention Champagne by Mark Almond. They all want a little taste of Thank you uh, from Twitter user Xentarco. Um, with an X, not a C. And uh, Pink Champagne by Steve Grand. We were sipping pink champagne, pink, pink champagne all night. That was uh, sent uh, by Joe on our Facebook group. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you for sending your gay champagne songs. If you sent it other places, I might have seen it, but it's hard to find all the different places people send us things. So those are the ones I could find before this episode. Um, so. Yeah, those will be on the gayish listening list, which yeah. is what we call it now. <laughs> <laughs> so listen. Uh, so listen. Yeah. Um. Here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Okay, news the first. So uh, the United Kingdom has expanded what they call Turing's Law to now pardon past same-sex convictions hmm. so basically there was a, in 2017 they put in turing's law and turing's law made it so that gay and bisexual men who had been criminally charged or prosecuted for doing 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 the gay could be could be pardoned um and have their uh records expunged so, but but it was limited to nine former offenses, and th this new amendment that is just now happening will widen the criteria to anyone officially warned or convicted for an abolished civil or military offense that was imposed due to consensual gay sex. What was an official gay warning? <laughs> no. <laughs> no homo. That's the first no homo. <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it must that must be a military thing. Like they're worried about people's yeah. military records saying uh, there's a there's a big old no. Yeah. Yeah. There. I'm I'm sure warning is also an official thing that they did or something, but that's just a funny idea that like you'd be in the street holding a boy's hand and they were like, Oh no. Yep. Warning. Stop it. Yep. That's kind of gay. So apparently you have to apply to have your conviction wiped from your record. and uh, But the condition has to be legal now. And anybody involved needed to, needs to have been 16 or older at the time of the incident. Uh, the plan also includes uh, pardons for dead people if they died before the amendment's ratification or within 12 months after it. So... 
it's it's called Turing's law in part because well, Alan Turing, which we've talked about him a whole bunch on the show, but uh, he was pardoned by Queen Elizabeth for uh, the same sex offense he was convicted of in 1952. And then in 2016 to 2017, that's when they came up with this pardon plan that they're now they're now expanding or whatever. Interestingly, uh, there are 65,000 men that were convicted under those laws that have been overturned. And in 2016, uh, Lord John Sharkey, a British politician who I guess counts the gays, uh, estimated that uh, 15,000 of them were still alive. Counts the, the gay counter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why he's at the gay club so much. Yep. Indeed. One gay. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. News the second. Oh, God, Kyle, I oh, forgot to tell oh, you. Okay. Yeah. I think all three news stories are pleasant today. What? I know. I we, know. What show are we on right you now? Got me, you got me in a good mood, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. News the second. A Taiwan court has allowed a same-sex partner to adopt a child, which is the first time that has happened in that country. So the court ruled that a gay man was allowed to adopt his husband's non-biological child, and Taiwanese LGBTQ activists are calling this a sign of hope, and uh, they're hoping to leverage this into getting the country's government to just allow same-sex couples to adopt. Um but uh, yeah, so so uh, a, a family court in the city of Kaohsiung uh, allowed this man to become the legal guardian of his husband's daughter. Uh, the daughter was adopted by the husband before the two were married. Um, yeah, so Taiwan is generally pretty progressive, right? But um, if, for instance, they have legalized same-sex marriage and, it, and, and is the first Asian country to do so back in 2019. Um, but they still have a bunch of restrictions on gay shit and uh, same-sex couples are only allowed to adopt a spouse's biological child and can only wed foreign citizens that are from countries where marriage equality exists hmm. um this ruling only applies to this one couple however hmm. and i the thing i can't find or figure out is like why why hmm. was this one couple the exception? That part doesn't uh, doesn't sail out at me from like the reports that I'm reading. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, usually it's a good thing like for it to happen once. Usually that's like a then other cases can like point to them and be like, yo. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But they did it. Also, I have been. I could not think of the third Kardashian's name, and this story reminded me that it's Courtney. So, oh, okay. <laughs> they, I appreciate I appreciate this new story for two reasons. Great. Okay. Nice. Nice. <laughs> uh, news the last. Courtney <laughs> Kardashian is in the news, folks. <laughs> she still sucks. Do not put her on the Instagram list of things in the news, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> then people think we, we, we're actually gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. My indifference about the Kardashians approaches that of Taylor Swift. Like Keeping up with the Kardashians is such a good show. My God. It's, it's, it's thrilling. It's, it's a heart, heart pounding dive in uh, you know it's just it's just good tv it's just good tv mike great 
This episode is brought to you by the Kardashian family. We're here for you. News of the last? Sure. (laughs) Figure skater Timothy Leduc has become... How confident are you on that? (laughs) It's L-E-D-U-C. Leduc? It's either Leduc or Leduc. Um... But uh, they have become the first openly non-binary athlete to compete at the Winter Olympics. Oh, cool. Uh, they, ha- they, they, them pronouns. And uh, they're a figure skater. And I guess they qualified for the... The headline is wrong. The headline is like in the past tense, but apparently this is the future tense, right? The Winter Olympics haven't started yet, but, but mm. this, uh, uh, our, the, the U.S. Team USA, U.S. figure skating has announced that Leduc and Ashley Kane Gibble will um, be our pair competitors. They have a pioneering style that shatters stuffy skating traditions. <laughs> yeah, suck it, skating. We're new skating. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, uh, they're 31 years old and are openly non-binary, and uh, uh, that's that's making making history. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's so weird, especially in some of these places where it is like men's and women's like are the only options. So when you're non-binary, you kind of have to then qualify for like uh, one of those in spite of not being either. It's such a weird dichotomy yeah. that's set up and it's i'm glad people are starting to uh to uh, break it i know in the on the women's team there was also a non-binary soccer player so like i feel like these things are starting to to get in there but yeah yeah we've said it we've said it quite a few times that like it's weird that there's still the the first this the first that mm, but like yeah. the things th- that are the first are seem to be like more niche now because mm. because a lot of the because a lot of the the bigger glass ceilings have been busted through and uh but now we're we're seeing variations on it or whatever yeah like um let's see so they, they said... were they were not this isn't their first first uh oh. apparently in 2019 uh they were the first openly gay american skater to win a national title that's pretty Damn. great that's Break pretty great. Every class ceiling. Um, they said, "quote My hope is that the narrative shifts to m- shifts more to queer people can be open and successful in sports. We've always been here. We've always been a part of sports. We just haven't always been able to be open. Um, I know that me being here and being able to be out now is only possible because of the great many people of the many great people who came before me." They said, I stand on the shoulders of so many amazing queer people that have pushed their way through this sport, allowing me to be open now. Mm-hmm. That's the news. Awesome. Wow. I feel too happy. Tell me something I, bad I, that happened, Mike. Maybe just um, you personally. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. Um, I like totally slammed my hand in the door of the Jeep when I was unpacking shit earlier and it hurts real mm. bad. Do you think that was God punishing you for being gay? Probably. Okay, that's fair. Um, I would like to punish the following gay people as well. <laughs> uh, thank you to the following Patreon members. Uh, Daniel Coop- Coopers or Coupier, probably. N- named it. Uh, um, <laughs> Adam, uh, now anything that ends in an R, I want to do like French. Tessia, uh, maybe. Uh, Michael Doherty, which I feel uh-huh. like we had a bunch of Dohertys before. And so I don't know if this is all the family finally got in or just unrelated. Hmm. Um, Ryan Clark. Thanks, Ryan Clark. That's probably like 
Rayon Clarirk. Um, okay. well. And <laughs> I got no iPad. All one word. So that's, you know. I got no iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Is it? The first name is I got no, and the last name is iPad. <laughs> nope. This is all one word. Again, screen names from AOL Instant Messenger starting to trend oh, okay. on the Gayish Patreon <laughs> feed. Uh, just all one, all one word. Um, if you like the following folks want your name uh, read. Uh, quote unquote red sort of. on the show. <laughs> and if you want bonus episodes day uh and get episodes a day early, join at patreon.com slash gayish podcast. Decluttering. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about decluttering. Our super gap bridgers at the highest level not only get to pick an episode of their own choosing, but every month get to vote on what episode they want us to talk about in this month in honor of the new year. They voted for decluttering i and thank fucking god we don't have to talk about diets i'm so Aww. happy i Aww. mean i know that was your vote mike but yeah. I, I just well and and uh yeah i hear i've heard you explain keto enough times that i didn't need you to do it on air so <laughs> thanks <fair>. everybody <laughs> that's fair that's fair um keto i think is the new um uh what's heavy gym lifting thing that's potentially dangerous CrossFit? For yeah keto's the new crossfit <laughs> i mean they all go together <laughs> they all they do all go together like douchebags and monster energy drinks um but we're not <laughs> talking about that we're talking about <laughs> decluttering decluttering um, and to me this is uh, goes in kind of in the uh the theme of uh, gay men are supposedly very neat fastidious yeah. tidy yeah. organized um Anal retentive. Anal retentive. Um, <laughs> um, do you <laughs> do you get that stereotype still? Like, do you do you feel that kind of pressure to be that kind of gay? And are you that kind of gay? Um, good question. Good question. Am I that kind of gay? Obviously not. I <laughs> like. I I I struggle from time to time with just boxes of of shit all over the place and. Some of that is my attempts to get rid of my natural like clutter tendency because like t at least it's in boxes. Boxes somehow are more tidy than just like piles of stuff. I guess loose items around. Sure, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's technically true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I, my gut tells me though that 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 stereotype is one that is waning or mm. something, and I'm not sure if that's true. It's just sort of a feeling that I have that like the 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 uptight gay with the clipboard stereotype that is the person that like ar arranges their underwear drawer by day of the <laughs> week or something like uh, uh, I feel like I haven't seen it that much lately, like in media or in, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm you going. You just don't with watch that, home and garden TV shows. Do you? Maybe, no, <laughs> I do not. Do you, do, do you, do you think it's well, still out there as a, as a active stereotype? I just think the fact that we still have queer eye is yeah. that to me is like one of like, I think one of the first things that launched gay men into this kind of popular I think gay people have always been in this kind of like organizing, you know, decor kind of space. And that, you know, for the public consciousness, like put all put gay men in the forefront of like, we will organize and fix shit. And yeah. it's, I think a lot like Will and Grace, it's one of those things that's, it's very useful seeing gay men doing things other than, you know, being like, uh, what storylines did we get before having AIDS, 
fucking like all those things yeah. are fine. It's just when that's all you're known for, it's nice to have like, Oh, this, like these people are, are like good and happy and helpful. And this is a family friendly show, but also then it's like <laughs> the, uh, that becomes the expectation of gay men. And we've talked about how like even good stereotypes are shitty because then when you don't fit that stereotype or, or I, this is absolutely a stereotype that I've had to struggle with where people will be like, Oh, like you're gay, like help me organize or help me like, you know, pick out whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I, or and <laughs> just, I'd like, just say, no, <laughs> no, no, I can't do that for myself. Like, and I've, it's one that I've like tried to pretend like I'm good at doing like decorating and all that shit. And have finally been able to like, kind of give up on pretending with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, I wanted to read an article that it's, it, it's interesting. It's from 2007 on the OC register uh, by Amy Alkin. Um, and it's uh, a user asks a question to this website. And the question was, are all guys who aren't gay gross slobs? Oh, and some and, of the gay ones. Yes. <laughs> and well, that to me is like a, a perfect representation of what society expects out of both gay men and straight men. And, it's interesting because there's like in the article, Amy like talks about things that sound sciencey and sound real. So even uh, though I think all of this is bullshit, it's interesting hearing what they say, like how they're justifying this kind of, you know, perpetuating these ideas. So I wanted to read a little bit more about it. Um, the, the, I mean, uh, can you just say people are saying dot, dot, dot. And people then, are like, saying they, that <laughs> anyone who's not gay is disgusting. Um, the, the last line of this, I think sums it up very well. Uh, quote, the truth is straight guys just don't have the filth vision that women and gay men do. So what? <sighs> That's upsetting. Okay. I got, I got filth vision. Feel- <laughs> and i see and i see you yeah yeah i see your filth <laughs> dirty 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 vision so dirty so filthy <laughs> um uh the female brain according to amy who references sciencey people the female brain takes in more sensory data than the the than does the male brain uh she's referencing brain researcher michael gurian um who wrote a book what could he be thinking um and says that women in in object recall tests which i guess is how they're measuring this by the new york university psychologist erwin silverman and marion eels uh, women remember the name and placement of 70 percent of items more than men did and uh they said that studies show gay men's attention to environmental detail is similar to that of straight women. Um, so uh, mm. there are, there are a lot of studies that uh, like, I, I saw a bunch of studies that say like gay men's brains are like that, uh, more like that of women's than, than straight men's or like there, there are a lot of things that use science to categorize gay men in with, the same behaviors and attitudes as women. And so this one is following that same trend of placing gay men along with um, uh, women. Um, uh, they round out this paragraph by saying, quote, at that rate, it shouldn't come as a surprise if a guy doesn't notice the dog hair, beer cans, and Taco Bell wrappers, at least not until they start blocking his view of the game. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bring it. 
<laughs> I can't see the game. Move the Taco Bell wrappers. Um, oh, also, Taco Bell's delicious. So, like, that's this should not be a, a gay or straight issue. We can all just agree. It's delicious. It's a natural enema, and it's, it's <laughs> great. It's wonderful. <laughs> the next time you're going to have your colonoscopy, <laughs> skip that weird shit you have to drink that makes you poop things you haven't even eaten yet. Just go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Boy, as you, if you can plan the hours in advance that are needed. <laughs> um, but so, uh, I mean, I don't know. To me, like, it's weird because surely there's more advanced i don't know i i could not find like uh, more recent studies to to talk about like have people studied gay men specifically and their ability for like looking at environmental detail or environmental recall uh let's see uh, they say that in the article men can be obsessive about detail um, explains this uh, Michael Gurian, the brain brain researcher, who I'm, uh, you know, of course, very skeptical of. Um, but their <laughs> men's <laughs> mental and visual attention is usually single minded and achievement oriented, which these kind of, you know, starts to also describe some of the stereotypes we have of men versus women. Like men are achievement oriented and um, single minded, whereas men can like think of women can think about a bunch of stuff at the same time and they're cool. Um um, according to many researchers, a guy's tendency to uh, let his home become a pizza crust wilderness refuge <laughs> probably <laughs> traces back. If I met a guy who like whose place was a pizza crust wilderness refuge, I'd probably be like, I think we're going to get along. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just would. I just would worry about ants. That's how you get ants. I would be like, this This is disgusting. You didn't eat your pizza crust. Who right. doesn't eat the pizza crust? Right. It's the best part sometimes. It's like a delicious, uh, you, you got to get that cheese stuffed crust, bro, oh. I'd say, okay. before he I'm, stuffs my cheese I'm, crust. What? I'm back out now. Oh, oh you you don't like, wait, okay. You don't like <laughs> cheese stuffed crust? No. Uh, have you, have you tried it? Yes. Uh, I like, I like a good, I like a good bready crust with nothing in it that I can enjoy the yeasty bready goodness of it. But the, what the makes cheese sense? gets in the way and fucks that up? Wow, you my, <laughs> I, you come off so dislikable sometimes. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is it. The show's over. We're gonna fight about this. Hey, <laughs> I, this is worth it. This is worth it. I don't I just don't. You're, what you're saying is utter stupid nonsense. What, like what you're describing. Like what wouldn't be better th than adding cheese to that to a the yeasty goodness of bread? Like wh why would you? I don't know. Just not putting. That's not just not in it. But mm. <sighs> stupid. Okay. Right. Um. Right. <laughs> uh, so back to quote unquote science. Um. Oh, and God. I think we've talked about this, and I forget which of you has has mentioned that. Um. It it goes back to uh, a guy's tendency to let his home become. Pizza stuff, cheese crust, wilderness refuge probably traces back to our hunter gatherer past. Men's visual uh, strengths correspond to what would make them good at being hunters, like distance, uh, distance vision, mental focus to track and bring home dinner. Um, whereas women's peripheral vision and processing of detail it says helps spot the family's favorite edible plants. 
in vegetation. I feel like, but women back in the day also had to make sure they didn't get eaten, so had to look into distances. You know, like I yeah. don't know. Some of the, has has did one of you mention that this shit has been disproven, like the hunter versus gatherer, men versus women kind of breakdown and evolution. I'm not remembering if that specifically was something that, but a, a lot of the sort of the, uh, uh, what's that word? Sexual dimorphism. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes and no. Um, a lot of the like anthropological assumptions about early gender roles um, have been disputed. So mm, got it. Okay. That's and about, right. and about uh, particularly around, uh, child rearing and promiscuity and monogamy and things like that. That's, hmm. that's, that's what I've read up on mostly, but yeah. Interesting. Huh. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think that one of the reasons I bring this up is like, this directly speaks to like, there are these stereotypes that women are the ones that take care of the home and have more of a mind for and attention to detail and take yep. care of things. Gay men often get included in with the women in these kinds of things. And I mean, just looking at it, like I, I'm only bringing, I'm not bringing any contradictory studies or anything, just my own personal skepticism of these kinds of breakdowns. But reading this, it seems sciency and it seems real and it seems like it would make sense. And you add that with, you know, some of the popular culture things we see, like Queer Eye, like a lot of the gay uh, men that are on home renovation shows and, um, you know, gay men and queer people did contribute to like interior decorating and those kinds of areas. And so I, I could see where this assumption that all gay men are good at this shit can get built. And even if you did did a little bit of your due diligence to try to try to figure it out, you could get, you know, get this idea confirmed. Um, and I don't know. I, I do know like my, one of my exes was very good at this shit and did like, you know, had little like, Oh, I'm going to take this, you know, weird old pod and stick these weird old feathers in it. And now it looks like a super cute thing. Like did all, you know, did all that shit that I would never think to do. And, but like, I, in real life, my experience is not that every single gay man's apartment I go to is like very nice and pristine. It's seems to contain the same multitudes that straight people's places do. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. Do you have that same like personal experience? Well, I mean, there are some very like meticulous gay living spaces that I have observed, but it's definitely not most like yeah. it's they they stick out because it sticks out like it's yeah. it's not like every gay apartment is this just beautiful meticulously groomed place and yeah. like you said it runs the gamut and yeah. yeah yeah and so i yeah i just think it's it's important to at, at its basic level, one of the things we're trying to do and talk about is like, it is okay if you are not that gay. It's okay if you yeah. are that gay. And, and if that's, if you want to do be an interior decorator, where you're like, oh, fuck, but I'm gay and I'm like, just fucking do it. Also, if you're not, like, that is okay if you don't have a meticulous apartment. And I feel like people I hang out with tend to be that not the like, you know, make dumb assumptions about, but I could very easily see how someone would be like, Oh, you're, but you're gay. Why isn't this all organized? Like if you yeah. are not that type of person, like so many people are like that and, and just have regular apartments that 
can be messy or kind of clean or kind of nice or kind of not or modern or weird or, or nothing or look like a bachelor's, you know, like that, that part is, is totally fine. And you don't have to think that that is one of those things that has a potential to give people the uh, incorrect feeling of failing, even if they are on par with most, you know, the average person. And, and I hate that, that's one of the things that comes along with like it, it's just the shit that no one would talk like there's so many difficult things about being gay like who goes into the like oh the weird moral failing you feel about not having a beautifully decorated apartment that's so low on the list people don't talk about that part of it but that's still something that enters into the daily lives of, of gay people mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and it sucks that there's just that level of like man you can you can be made to feel shitty about so many things in your life when you're gay, including that. <laughs> yeah, watch me. Here I go. You know, yes, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, that's what I got. Well, this sort of dovetails nicely to the next segment, which is called Tim Gunn Hates Marie Kondo. Mm. We both looked up. I'm this, shocked this, by this. Inf- yeah. Oh, oh no. okay. I'm not shocked by this information. I didn't know which way we were going with this. <laughs> we both came across this. Uh, so Tim Gunn, who is like, homosexual royalty i mm-hmm. i think like and kind of fits a lot of the stereotypes that we are j- discussing just now <laughs> absolutely he's a fashion consultant and is the mentor on project runway to all of the designers uh and uh is just like always buttoned up is the phrase i think yeah, like yeah. um just always very groomed and slick and Anyway, uh, on so in 2019, he was on the One Way Ticket Show podcast and said, quote, I have been asked twice to conduct an interview with Marie Kondo, and I have twice declined. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not a believer. I don't subscribe to her methods. This whole business about sparking joy. I mean, I have a huge number of books. Do they all spark joy? Roger's thesaurus does not spark joy. Am I going to get rid of it? No. Um, I loved that that thing that he said. Like that is, uh, yeah. Things have more purposes than sparking joy. Yeah, and they is and that is valid. So Marie Kondo, we should talk about her for just a little bit in case people don't know. I like um, got famous for helping people tidy up and had a netflix show called tidying up with marie kondo (laughs) and um that's that's her whole thing right like going around and and like pick up a thing a tchotchke whatever it is and ask yourself does this spark joy and i didn't watch the show kyle but like that's what everybody says like yeah yeah i I watched it she she had a book before that that uh, a lot of my friends uh, really liked and and yeah it's i feel like the there's a certain level of believing in the aura and that that things around us speak to us in ways if we listen and listen to yourself and your son like some of this shit that i don't totally buy into so like does this thing spark joy like i don't i don't know this is a t-shirt i don't really care like i don't none of the only shirt that sparks joy is my britney spears one and that just i just like it and maybe that's why i wear it 15 times like a month but like i don't know there's like i don't think my things speak to me in that way that like this way of doing things is useful for yeah yeah well and like 
Sometimes I'm chronically depressed. Nothing sparks joy. Fuck yeah. you, Marie Kondo. Th- yeah, um, throw out everything you own because <laughs> nothing sparks joy. I get, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So her show on Netflix, tidying up with Marie Kondo, Tim Gunn continued on his tirade about her. Quote, I watched three minutes of the first episode and thought, I can't take this any longer. (laughs) But then friends and colleagues said, you should really try it. It's a really good, it's actually a good show. So I thought, well, I'm going to watch the one. He saw an episode that featured a gay couple trying to get rid of some books. Uh, Quote, it took four or five sessions to get through that episode. I can only (laughs) take so much of her. And I learned nothing that helped me with this whole process. But I did learn this. At one point when she's arriving in the morning, they all act as though they've never seen each other before. Well, you were just here yesterday, and it's day 11. I would have thrown myself on my sword if Marie Kondo was coming to my apartment and it was day 11 of this. Let's speed it up, people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He just He's just not a fan, which it's interesting because you would think of any of the queers in media, he would, he would be her biggest fan. So... Is it because he's threatened by her? Should we start that rumor? Should we get in a fight with Tim Gunn? That would be really good for the show. Well, this sounds like we'd be getting in a fight <laughs> with Tim Gunn on behalf of Marie Kondo or something. I think he maybe like there's a thin line between love and hate, Kyle. Mm. I think he might love her. And it wears a pocket square. Yeah. yeah. I think we should start a new kind of tidying up method that's does this spark an orgasm? and if it doesn't spark an orgasm get rid of it because why would you keep it i'd have to throw away everything but my nipples like i'd have to keep everything (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah i don't i just i i would think that he maybe he has his own system or something i don't just it's it doesn't it doesn't add up to me that like they should be on the same team yeah weird weird team that does not work for me (laughs) I, I bet you're right. I bet he has his own thing. Like he seems like the kind of person that like has his decor organizing together <laughs> enough yeah. to have his own process that if someone else has that. Yeah. I, I, I bet that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Tim Gunn hates Marie Kondo. I, it's like, I would, I would watch them fight. I absolutely oh would God. watch them like a physical throwdown, <laughs> like a celebrity death match style. <laughs> That would actually be a really good celebrity death match. That would do you be remember that really show? good. I do. I loved that show. It's very, very frat guy. <laughs> what if Tim Gunn is secretly a hoarder? <gasps> oh, and that's why he hates Marie Kondo. Well, that's a good plug for the Patreon segment. That <laughs> sure is. He's gonna, Dan's, Dan's going to talk about hoarders in the Patreon segment. <laughs> Spell hoarder. Yeah, putting the whore in hoarder. I love it. I'm going to talk about decluttering epiphanies, uh, an article from ladderminds.com by uh, Michelle Connolly. Um, and I picked this over others because it had the word gay in it. So that made me like it immediately. Okay. Um, but so now we'll actually talk a little bit about decluttering advice. And I'll be curious to see what you think about these. There there are four epiphanies she wrote about. Um, oh, when, okay. Okay. And oh. I'm, I'm back. I'm on board now. What? I, I, I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with my brain today, but uh, I thought, I thought decluttering epiphanies was like, how do you get rid of epiphanies? <laughs> <laughs> but no, these are epiphanies about decluttering. Yes. Yes. I'm back in. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, first of all, We only need stuff for the life we want 
to live. Uh, so she talked about how when she was first married, she uh, kind of had this idea that she was supposed to like host people and have big gatherings. So she had a bunch of like kitchenware, dinnerware, flatware, and it was like she stopped trying to be that person and doing that. So like things that you no longer either like things from a past life that you don't use anymore or things that mm. were things you were thought you were supposed to be or supposed to do that you are not. Uh, those are good things to, uh, to start with in decluttering and getting rid of things. It's interesting because there is a significant amount of my personal clutter that is in the space of stuff that I want to do someday. Mm-hmm. I'm not that person yet, but I aspire to be. And then there's a bunch of self-flagellation, of course, because every time I come across it, I'm like, well, why haven't I fucking started that yet? But <laughs> what uh, what kind of things fall in that category? Do you, Does anything come to mind? Um, like I have a, a whole bag of stuff for crocheting which i did pick up crocheting once and one of our our retreats uh actually one of our one of our dungeons and dragons friends taught me how to crochet and i made a square it's it's but like and then i put it back in the bag and like i definitely don't remember how to do it even a little bit <laughs> or like uh i'm i'm really into like electronics and um have a bunch of stuff for like working with little circuits and you know it's not, a soldering iron and um a bunch of components that you could like make your own radio out of or whatever and um those are all in a box that kind of stuff are you gonna make your own radio i would love to make my own radio that would be awesome hmm. yeah yeah hmm. but you know you can just buy one you can just buy one they already have radios <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> Okay, and, and 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 they're almost certainly better than mine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I. But there is that. There is a balance of the uh, the person you want to be. It's like, is that a healthy aspiration that you may a having this thing sitting there may actually help you do, or is this like? There are expectations that I should be this kind of person that does this thing. And it's just not going to happen. Well, now we're talking about my dildo drawer, Kyle. That's <laughs> like, I, I, that's, it's the bottom I aspire to be and it's not happening. How many dildos do you own? Uh, probably eight. I don't know if that's more or less than you would expect. That's more. Oh, wait, dildos as opposed to butt plugs. Um, and ones that I've purchased or have been sent to me by listeners. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you have to keep the ones sent to you by listeners for sentimental reasons. <laughs> yeah. Who else has like, oh, I did this creative thing and now people are sending me butt plugs. It's, right. just, <laughs> it's just a very unique group of people that can say that. Um, yep. Okay, like, but dildos plus butt plugs. Like is, eight or nine. You, I think. Uh, how many have you used in the past year? used is a fun word kyle <laughs> why is how is word. that the, why do you have a question about that word uh because because 
because I, I'm going to assume that you mean inserted them into my butt. No, I want, now I want to know <laughs> the non-insertive uses you have used for your dildos. What else? Fly swatter? What else have you done with the dildos? You ever pretended a big ass dildo was a giant ass dick and like slap yourself in the face with it? Because that's kind of fun. No. Have you? <laughs> yes, of course I have. Really? Do you have like floppity ones? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, because like, you know, big, hard, thick ones, you might just hit yourself and knock yourself out. And that'd be oh, yeah, a weird thing to tell me, to your doctor. If, if you ever see me with a mushroom-shaped bruise on my <laughs> cheek. <laughs> Slapped yourself with the raw. I thought this was the rubber one. Um, no. Okay. I do not mean insertively. I mean used in any way. If you want to slap yourself with dildos, do it. And I need you to keep that dildo so you can keep slapping away. So, so like, like two or three of them. Okay. What? Uh, did it spark joy? Did it? <laughs> I'm telling you, if it did it spark an orgasm needs to be the new test. Okay. Um, but the, I think, okay, I think the difference here is, I, it makes sense, like, keeping, like, I would love to crochet. And, like, that's a, that could be a realistic thing that you may do. I think you want to be this bottom that, you don't actually want to be. You think you should be this. Like, I think you're holding on to those not because you act actually want to to be this great bottom. I think you think you're supposed to or should want to or are supposed to use more dildos or whatever. And so it's not like a. Yeah. This is not the conversation I thought we were going to be having today, Kyle. I'm very I wrote pleased. Down Mike's bottom declutter Mike's bottom. <laughs> Did you really? I, no, you, no, I didn't. Because <laughs> uh, you are weirdly prescient about things like that sometimes. Mm. Um, I think that uh, part of my whole thing is I legit don't like the feel of dildos. And like, like I, I don't know if it's just a psychological thing or if there's actually something to like the nerve endings of my butthole. I don't know, but like. A, a real a real a real penis feels different in a way that i enjoy and like well sure but but like i don't know i've yet to i've yet to meet a toy that i was like oh that could basically be a dick it's the same thing like it's, they're just not yeah i don't think i've ever put a toy inside me and been like jake Dillonell? yeah <laughs> are you really here <laughs> like no yeah there's like a okay but like you're not now you're not only saying you have a bunch of them because of the bottom you want to be, but also saying you don't really like toys all that much, which yeah, like, yeah, now even more, why do you have these? yeah, do it's you, a great question i I need to de dildo Kyle I, like hmm. can we have like a gayish like auction like a <laughs> People would buy my dildos. You know they would. I, they, I definitely do. <laughs> Coming soon to Patreon. Slightly folks. used. <laughs> that would be part of the sell. It would have to be slightly uh, used. You would have to guarantee that you've used it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that is a good starting point for like you know the life we want to have. Like uh, things, even if you act actively do want to do things, like uh, you know some of those things can still clutter up the place and and make you feel bad for not having done them. But there's, I think, we're talking about a whole different category that that is the kind of easier go tos of things that you think you are supposed to be or supposed to do and and maybe don't actively even 
want to when you really mm-hmm. think about it. And that's what I think we're talking about with your dildos. And I think those are easier things to to decide to get rid of. And it Axum. Okay. Um <laughs> keep sell toss. I'm gonna make three piles of dildos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh Epiphany two. <laughs> okay. Great. Keeping things for later stops me acting now. Um Uh, The example uh, she gave for this epiphany was, uh, quote, as I read, I used to highlight good ideas and dog ear important things to act on. But in all my decades of reading books and highlighting and dog earing, I have never gone back and looked through those reminders. Now, once I've finished a book, I will actually be finished with a book that feels different and lighter. So taking that concept to, I know that I will not go back through this. And after 10 years, I know myself well enough to know that I have never done that. And, and being realistic about who I am and what I am is very useful. I think to keep in mind for decluttering. Yeah. Yeah. Books, books, books come to mind, right? Like that's a, that's a perfect example of like, I have a fuck ton of books. And it's stuff that I read and like now it's my, it's my brain trophy or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like, why do I, why is, why is it there? So I can tell people I read it like, I, but there's stuff that I legit might read again. I'm rereading Dune. So I, I clearly need a copy of Dune in my life, but like, I, I don't need some random ass, like car manual to a vehicle I no longer own. So <laughs> yeah. like, like they made a movie of Dune. You can throw out the book. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. They're and exactly the same. Dune has way more visual hot guys than a book does, which is it a picture book or a, a word book? We've, we've talked about my masturbatory fantasy life, Kyle. But <gasps> Do you jerk off to the book Dune? <laughs> the pictures in my head about them, but not Dune. No. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. All of, somehow all of this is coming back to like your ass. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. mean for this segment to do that, but I'm not mad about it. Okay. Um, no, th- something, okay. <laughs> something that is in here. Epiphany number, number four, the world has changed. It's time to catch up. And they're talking about paper statements, CDs, DVDs, books, those kinds of things. I think books are a different category. And mm. uh, if you have read books, I like, your description of brain trophies Mm. look at how like look at how cool and smart and intelligent i am i own books motherfucker like i think that is a totally legit thing and you like you can have guys over and be like look at my books now do me like (laughs) you access my brain through my rectum like i am so smart i'm impressed who who was it there's fuck who was it somebody said that they won't they won't fuck people who don't own books was that Alan, uh, Alan Cumming? No? John Waters. John Waters. Yeah, it was John Waters. I don't want to bang him. I'm getting rid of my books. I'll do John Waters. <laughs> just on principle? Just to see what that on mustache principle is like? On principle and on action or on, <laughs> on, on, on human, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've kept, uh, I have a small selection of books and usually keep just i don't plan on going back and rereading them um but just like them and i like having them around um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh who's the um who's the painter that paints the flowers that look like vaginas george o'keefe george o'keefe i have a book from the museum 
that I got w- at, from a George O'Keefe museum. And I love that. I'm never going to, I'd never actually read it. It's just going to that museum was really touching and important to me. And so like, I have a book that, re- that reminds me of that trip and I love that. So like filled with floral vaginas, she like also painted other shit too. That wasn't, floral vaginas <laughs> and that was like very if interesting this show has taught us anything kyle stick with what you know vaginas <laughs> is what i've learned personally that's what we're talking about right great <laughs> there's one thing i kyle gets no it's vaginas <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they have two flaps and oh, you God. you open them like you're opening a box of oreos you know you just peel <laughs> like they're like a ziploc you can <laughs> push it back together and you lick each close. side and you can close it and oh it stays fresh for later um <laughs> wow wow okay okay um <laughs> going back to epiphany number, number three i will need some of this stuff but i don't know what um so it's interesting talking about and i definitely feel this like some I, I like there's a lot of stuff you keep because like i may need some of this and it's like okay i probably won't need all of it i may need some of it and i don't know which items of these things i will need yeah. and that forces and and is it worth the possibility of needing a few of these things is that worth keeping all of them yeah, yeah. Um, and so like that way of thinking like uh, of this stuff is there anything I would actively miss this specific item of, you know, yeah. is it worth keeping? So all of these things to, for the potential of needing this one thing. Um, I think that that was a useful thing. Yeah. Oh, I didn't read the gay line. Let's see. I started to worry. We might need things. I was jettisoning with gay abandon by which I mean with hairbrush microphone in hand and Gloria Gaynor playing loudly in the background. Okay. I had to, had to find the article to reference some kind of gay. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't be gayish. Um, have you ever? Have you? Do you? Do you sing into a hairbrush? No, I don't. Own a, a, I don't have a hairbrush. If you did, would you sing into it? No, I think I would sing into something cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like Great. I don't want to be singing into a thing like filled with my own hair. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. That's just like I yeah. just feel like I need to. I need to clean this. I'd. Stop singing, clean it. I wouldn't stop singing, clean it. Yeah. yeah. I own a comb, like a regular person. I mean, you also have a microphone right there in front of your face. If you wanted to pantomime oh, singing into a microphone, you could pick up your microphone. <laughs> oh, wow. The next time I pretend to be Michael Buble, I should do that. Yeah. Uh, Wait, the next time? Like, n- like it's happened no, before? No, the, the first time. <laughs> I, is what I meant. The very first time I pretend to be Michael Bublé. Great, great. Um, I don't know. I need. To, I don't. I'm giving tips that I'm reading online because I'm not. I don't do this stuff. I don't. De- oh. I don't declutter. I tend to hide my clutter pretty well, like <laughs> like in in boxes, in closets, uh, and and stuff. But at, sometimes I don't hide my clutter very well at all, and it's very apparent. So like. Mm-hmm. What is the oldest? I feel like you're a person that has old, weird things somewhere hidden from yourself. What is the oldest, weirdest thing you have somewhere in your condo? Oldest, weirdest thing. Yeah. Presumably something of Alyssa's or from the Alyssa era. I 
wasn't gonna. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna let, you know, but yeah, it's jumped to mind. <laughs> Just edit that out, and it'll seem like he has seem that natural. epiphany on his own. <laughs> well, um, like I have the candlesticks from my mom and dad's wedding. They're they're not still married. They are divorced. Yeah. <laughs> so you're holding it on in the hopes they'll get back together. Are you gonna parent trap them? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Uh, I have my first wedding ring. Does that? I... No, I I think that may... to to Alyssa, right? Yeah, I think well, that's I have, some... I have both of them. I don't know why I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> Can you like forge them together and like start to form the Olympics? And you'll have one when you have enough rings to make the Olympics yep. logo or something. <laughs> yeah, I, one one ring to rule them all. Yeah, yeah, one ring to rule all bottoms or something. Right. <laughs> Yeah, those are those are some kind of weird things that you own. Yeah, great. What else you got? I have a very uh, involved setup for a joke. Um, okay, uh, t- saying that in advance always makes it funnier. Yeah, I want to talk to you about a completely different kind of cluttering, decluttering altogether. Uh, do you know who Truman Capote is? Yeah, I heard of him. Yeah, gay author, um, openly gay author. He wrote star book- of the Truman Show. He wrote a book called In Cold Blood, a true account of multiple murder and its consequences in which the Clutter family was murdered in their home in Kansas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they were decluttered. decluttered. Oh, no. <laughs> that just made up for all the positive news stories. <laughs> Good work, I need, Mike. I, I, yeah, I needed, I needed to burn some of that karma, I guess. Um, but yeah, it was the Clutter family that, that the, the book in Cold, Cold Blood was about. And um, I... I I never actually read it. I only know it because of the um, the the movie. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman uh, played Capote in Capote, right? It was called Capote. So so Truman Capote wrote that book in cold blood about the Clutter family getting murdered, which is an interesting story. They ended up uh, two people were convicted of those murders and and, and uh, uh, given the death penalty. He started um, the true crime trend. Yeah, pretty much. <clears throat> pretty much. Uh, he was only five foot four, which I didn't realize that he was so short. Which is kind of funny because isn't isn't Philip Seymour Hoffman a monster person? Like, mm. um, anyway, but he did an awesome job in that role. And uh, but uh, Capote was openly gay, which that is is pretty early, right? The 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 fifties. But uh, uh, he also professed to have had numerous liaisons with men thought to be heterosexual. I've been to college too, Truman Capote. Right. It, uh, he claimed that he banged Errol Flynn, who was a, a straight dude. I don't know who that it, is. You don't know who Errol Flynn is? From movies? Movie star? Okay. Well, anyway, I just, I think it's really, really interesting that he like is the, the, the stereotype, right? Like he, like the, he, he professed to be a, a straight guy predator and that's like one of the big stereotypes about gay men is that like mm. we're we're trying to bang straight dudes left and right at at, at any at any cost right um anyway the, to clear up that stereotype i am not seeking out straight men but i'm not not seeking out straight men right i mean they are also men <laughs> I, I mean yeah, if you fell into a straight guy's lap and he was down, like you know, 
if a straight I, dude fell into your lap, it's probably anyway. Yeah, I've fallen onto a straight cock or two. <laughs> yeah, that's really all. Like he, he's an interesting dude. Truman Capote is an interesting dude, and he wrote a book about decluttering. <laughs> he should also get in a fight with Marie Kondo. <laughs> yeah, I um, would watch that fight. I think <laughs> is he still is he still alive? No. Okay, I don't know. I have like. I feel like this was exacerbated during COVID, but like just little like groups of lots of clutter, but like mm. I like on the, on the, like this bench, I have here all the things I need for when we podcast remotely and they just yeah. stay there in that little pocket. And like on my nightstand, I have like these items. I just have like these little groups of like kind of, kind of messy things um once when i traveled i came home and uh, my now ex had like reorganized the place and i like change is a lot for me especially like my home i'm like very protective of my home and that's like my safe place and like where i go to get away from people and outside forces and everything and sometimes just be depressed and stuff it's mm -hmm, great mm -hmm. and then and so i came back and things were different and i was like the, i don't know why this thing stood out but i was like on the entryway table i had a pencil and that mm -hmm. pencil is now gone where did that pencil go? And he was like, Oh, I just like put it over there. And I was like, okay, I'm going to need to go and get that pencil and move it back to the entryway door. So like, I feel like I have this weird, there is like part of that that feels like the stereotype of like being like all your stuff is, is in its place and like kind of yeah. anal retentive, but not in a way that's like super clean. That's like kind of messy, but I don't know. All right. We have got to talk about the Airbnb that we just got done being in. Mm. I think that this is, it, it, it fits right in with this topic, right? So True. our Dungeons and Dragons group twice a year in non-COVID times, this was the first one that we'd done all together in two years, but we twice a year go for a long weekend to a cabin, an Airbnb, a beach house, something, and just play Dungeons and Dragons, get fucked up and play board games. We just went to Long Beach, Washington, and spent the four day weekend there and the person who owns this place is insane. <laughs> I, I, I just, it was, I found it creepy, but like literally every slot in the kitchen, in every drawer, every individual kitchen utensil had its own perfect spot and l label maker label on it. And then there were labels all over, all over the place. How many labels do you think were in that? In, oh in my that god! House? Yeah, I mean, like, and it wasn't just like a label for this is where the plates go. There were twelve dinner plates had a spot, and then six serving platters had a spot, and then yep. seven whatever. Yeah, it was twelve eight ounce mugs. Like, and it, very specific. Very 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 specific. Two funnels. One drawer said two funnels. Like, <laughs> it gave me so much anxiety i was legit afraid to touch and move things for fear that it wouldn't make it back to the designated spot and then the ghost of this person would appear in my home and i would be axe murdered <laughs> or something you would be decluttered like, yeah yeah and i i maybe that's maybe that's this person's point i don't know because the instruction manual to the house also was like if anything is out of place then i have to recheck everything 
To which I respond, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> You're choosing to because you are a crazy person. Yeah, they're very much like, it seemed like someone who should not own a vacation rental yes. property if if that's the level of like... Only rent to non-humans, weird person, <laughs> because humans are going to human and they do human things. Yeah. And you are trying to eliminate human behavior. But we, I think we put everything back to where it belongs. So I think it worked. I, I still very much doubt that we did it right. <laughs> oh, I think between our group, we probably returned everything back to exactly where it was supposed to go. <laughs> I don't know. And the propane guy was hot. I miss the yeah. propane guy. Oh, yeah, he was hot. Okay. I think that's all I got. Okay. Did we do it? We decluttered yeah. everything. We did something. How much is there to say about decluttering? Uh, roughly an hour and six minutes worth. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we, Dan's going to talk about hoarding in the Patreon segment. We talked about Marie Kondo. We talked about our own personal stuff. We talked about a murdered family. We talked about <laughs> your butt. Uh, my butt. Uh, show done. Over. All the usual suspects. It. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> so should we take a break? Yeah. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. I'm going to clean this shit up. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We cleaned everything, <laughs> including Mike's ass. And now yeah. we're back and decluttered and ready for you. Yeah, I got decluttered real good. <laughs> Somehow all eight dildos have been used. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, um we're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Our, all of our socials are at gayishpodcast. We are on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, we have a Facebook group. We have a Discord. Join us and talk to us. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And now people know not to send you any more dildos, maybe, for the time being? I mean, I mean, or do what I, you want. I like getting stuff. Like, okay. I'd rather have dildos than not anything. Okay. So, I, girl, same. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a couple of things. So first, Minecraft. Our Discord server has a Minecraft group, and uh, there's been a server for a while for Minecraft, but uh, it's it's been it's been refreshed, renewed, rebooted. There's a brand new world, a whole new world. And uh, tonight, Thursday, January the thirteenth, at nine thirty p.m. Eastern time, so it's six thirty p.m. Pacific. Uh, they're going to turn the new server on. And uh, so if you want to get in on the ground floor, tonight's the night to do it. But they want to do what WoW is doing and have Minecraft night once a week. They're going to do Aww. it every Thursday, again, at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. So That's check so it out. cute. Is Minecraft the one where you hit the tree a bunch until you get some wood and then you pick up the wood and then you go over and like hit the ground and you can dig up like a rock or whatever? Indeed. Yes. Oh, boy. Yeah. I know how much you like that. Uh, and uh, last but not least, before we do gays and straightest, uh, I, after after some soul searching and some long conversations and some prioritization and some decluttering, actually, Ooh. in a way, uh, uh, we are going to stop doing have a nice gay and um, 
hold on to the I don't know what to say. We're we're just, we're just gonna stop. It might come back someday. We never know, but like indefinitely, we're 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 gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop. It's been fun. It's been a year, um, and uh, definitely a, a valuable and worthwhile pursuit. And it's it's time to work on some other projects. And twenty twenty two, baby. Yeah. Um. You, I think it was it was clear to to those who listened that you did a lot of the planning, organizing, editing of that. And I think um, you did something that was really cool and interesting and brought in a lot of interesting people to talk about things. So I love what happened with it, what we did with it. And, and um, yeah, now it's time to move on. So there's still episodes will still be up. There are 286 episodes. So Mm -hmm. exact you know, episodes are three to however many minutes long. So there's uh, probably at least 1500 minutes of uh, extra content. If you have not listened to it and want to, you can always go check that out. Even though some of them are topical, not all of them are. So you can always go listen if you want more uh, Mike and Kyle and friends and uh, listen to just upbeat gay things. So I'm both glad we did it. And also um, we, uh, you and I just have a lot of things we want to do and we got to make decisions about, what what brings us the most happiness and what things we want to to work on and so yeah you can still get hang merch and see us on the hang website and listen to hang content and uh who knows maybe someday in the future when we have the the band bandwidth for a daily uh show like this maybe we'll do maybe we'll we'll do more with it we both like the idea and the, and the logo super cute and all that stuff so yeah. we appreciate everyone who has listened to it and supported it and hopefully I'll keep supporting, you know, we're going to keep trying other things in our lives and things that we are excited about and passionate about. And we hope you'll keep supporting all of those and just see wherever those journeys take us as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we talk about it sometimes on the show, but it bears repeating. I think that like we have full-time jobs that is not gayish. Right. So like the little projects that we do here and there that we have passion for and, and bandwidth for, that's like on top of an entire full like life and career and, and, and whatever. Yeah. So, and on top of gayish, which is, you know, yeah. usually our, our number one priority, like creatively. Yep. I also, uh, I, I, I do want to quick say thank you to all of the contributors. We had, you know, some, some really awesome, fun people that were involved that I feel like I've gotten close to over the last year and, uh, hope to maintain those relationships somehow. The guys at minority report, Corell and Jarrell, especially, and then uh, Chris Hagee from We Read Movies, being our our quiz daddy. Um, it's been it's been it's been really fun. Yeah, absolutely. One other thing I wanted to mention is I am um, I mentioned uh, the brain magnets that I am starting or that oh, I yeah. was planning, and that took a while. And our uh, in a Patreon episode uh, a few months back, those are finally getting started. So I don't know, uh, have not yet had my first brain magnet session, but I have. 40 some odd sessions scheduled of that and um have my fingers crossed but also don't know what that means for my like myself mentally hopefully good things but just hopefully you'll notice nothing different and everything will be gravy but i just wanted to mention that and as a, an update to the patreon episode and then also just let y'all know that's coming so can use your thoughts and what have you on uh, hoping that works I hope they work and make your butthole bigger. 
my two biggest dreams, Mike. <laughs> Give me all eight dildos. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do gays and straightest? Yeah, let's do our gays and straightest. I'm happy to go first. The gayest thing about me this week is uh, we just, as we mentioned earlier, uh, went on our Dungeons and Dragons retreat, and uh, I made sparkly potions for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I I had these cute little bottles and I wanted to make potions, so I did. And I put edible glitter in them and they were adorable and I felt very gay. Very glittery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some people are going to be pooping glitter for a while, I think. I don't know if that's even how that works, but um, yeah. And then the, the straightest thing about me this week, same trip, uh, was uh, I took my Jeep out on the sand. I drove the Jeep into the Pacific Ocean. It was fantastic. And uh uh, had a couple of passengers along and we went we went four buying on the on the beach in the sand and it was it was magical i didn't didn't i see some like glamour shots of your jeep on the beach <laughs> oh yeah our thread yeah they're on a discord server and uh and and uh oh, you posted them too <laughs> yes and and uh we could put them on instagram also sure well, uh, my straightest also opened this weekend. The um, the place we stayed at was really cool. It had this little um, playroom, but very different than Dan's playroom. But like had <laughs> like a pool table, had a uh, board for putting what is that called? I already forgot Shuffle the name. Board? Shuffleboard. Um, That's had not a, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, had like this Pac Man style arcade thing that had like all of these games. Um, so. Uh, playing in the in the game room and uh i multiple nights uh played a uh, pool um yeah. that felt like the straightest thing uh yeah, you the, were so broy, kyle you're like i like, know you're like mike do you want to come play pool with me i'm like I, who are was, you <laughs> i was really excited to play i even won a couple games of pool um yeah, you did uh my gayest is i um was trying to like get a beer off its little hinges thing it's like one of those like fancy beers so it didn't just have the regular plastic it was like i don't know i think fancy local beers try to make their beers harder to get off because i don't know why um because they're that fancy but i was like having a hard time getting this like canned beer off of its thing and my instinct was to say help me i'm gay yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> a uh listeners gay and straightest from our twitter uh this is from at genic 84 gayest deciding that this very queer nutcracker will officially be year-round decor and they attached <laughs> a picture of like uh, truthfully very gay holding a pride flag just uh, super gay <laughs> which i love i we didn't mention this in uh decluttering but like there's something to just having very gay things very outwardly uh like facing that it brings me a lot of joy don't declutter things that bring you queer happiness that's um and then straightest deciding to leave my smoke alarm wrapped in plastic bat in a plastic bag because it goes off every time i cook (laughs) also a picture of just like you know like fuck this i know better than my smoke alarm kind of thing so thank you for sending that in yeah smoke alarm condoms work (laughs) (laughs) for until they don't (laughs) yeah yeah you poke a hole in it and then oh god then the smoke gets pregnant i don't know yeah Yeah. uh well that's it that's it we did it thank you to we we decluttered all the queer eye guys for making me feel bad about myself um 
Thank you to the animators of Celebrity Deathmatch for making <laughs> me want to see the Tim Gunn and Marie Kondo episode. Oh, thank you to Tim Gunn for putting that bitch in her place. I've been waiting for <laughs> someone to take her down a peg. <laughs> she um, does not spark joy. Goodbye. Yeah, suck it. Um, and also, thank you to the following Super Capridgers, who can mm-hmm. as well suck it. But differently, mm-hmm. um, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, Mark Walcott, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Farrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B., Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Catatorian, Jerome York, and Cian, and Javi. Yeah, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Catatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. Put it away in my butt. <laughs> All eight of them? <laughs> <laughs>